On this episode, we're going to be talking about how retention, storytelling, and brand equity are becoming critical components in any marketing strategy. Do stay tuned. Well, well, welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kinney, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. If you're looking to grow your business, there's only one way by building real quality customer relationships. Most marketing software will claim they can do this, but will never deliver on their promises. You need to demand more from your marketing software. And that's where Clavio comes in. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers, allowing you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. That is why 10,000 innovative brands have switched to Clavio. What's the secret to building customer relationships? Tune in to Clavio's Beyond Black Friday docuseries to find out and unlock marketing strategies you can use to keep momentum going year round. Just head over to Clavio.com forward slash beyond BF for more. That's Clavio.com forward slash beyond Hey guys, thanks for tuning in again. Um, So this talk or discussion I had was with Riza Kajavi of um, Shoelace, uh, the CEO of Shoelace. And Shoelace is a retargeting platform for Facebook and Instagram. And our focus of this conversation was, you know, more around paid advertising arbitrage, you know, that it is over and how like, you know, marketing really needs to evolve um, with the rising um, cost of CAC and the need to serve the right messages to the right customers at the right stage in your customer experience. Um, and he was talking, you know, about linear commerce um, as, you know, um, coined by Websmith on, on Twitter and 2PM uh, media. And um, he, it was a really solid um, strategic, um, you know, um, conversation really on, on how to reinforce, um, your retention rates, um, through, you know, storytelling, you know, brand equity and ensuring every, um, messaging especially is served at the right time. Um, enjoy this episode and yeah, see you, see you, see you soon. Hi guys, um, Clavio BOS again, day two, um, my penultimate interview. Um, this, I resonated very well with, with, with this talk. His, um, I'm, I'm joined by Riza, by the way. Welcome, Riza. Thanks so much. Uh, f- fantastic. Um, from Shoelace. Um, 
And um, he talked about CAC, customer acquisition cost, and um, the the need to tell your story all through the journey. I, I super resonated with it. Um, the nearest talk was the paid advertising arbitrator is over, how your marketing strategy needs to evolve um, through storytelling and branding. That's been, been the recurring theme um, for the last two days. Um, could you kind of summarize? Um, I'm going to have you on on a full blown show sure. at some point over Zoom, but could you summarize? Um, you know the the, the theme of of your talk. Anyway? Sure. Yeah, happy to. So, um, you know the the concept of the paid marketing arbitrage is this idea that when you look at the early 2010s. Um, as a channel, Facebook and Google, but predominantly Facebook and social advertising was this like wonder of marketing that is almost like never before seen in the history of, of advertising, where for the first time ever, brands were able to reach audiences at this like unimaginable scale, but doing so in a way that's highly targeted to, you know, kind of find um, customers and audiences that are super relevant to that specific brand. And so it gave, I, I think, in, in a really big way, this direct-to-consumer boom that we've seen over the next 10 years, I don't th- over the last 10 years, I don't think would have been possible without platforms like Facebook and Google yeah. giving these brands access to audiences at this, at this massive scale. Yeah. And so what happens is in the early days, um, you know, brands like Movement Watches and others who discovered this channel and really used it as part of their go-to-market strategy were able to use Facebook advertising to grow phenomenally fast and reach like really big scale. And they were predominantly able to do this with pretty low cost of advertising mm-hmm. uh, to a point where a lot of these brands were able to make you know, profitable sales on that single transaction mm-hmm. at, a, at, at a big scale, which is like, yeah. very, very difficult to do now. And so what happens is, you know, when you start to see this uh, opportunity, just like any other time, interesting opportunities emerge in the world. Other smart people take notice and they want to get in on the action as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these platforms work as auction dynamics where there's a finite number of ad inventory. um, But you see this like, you know, huge drive of on the demand side, more advertisers putting more dollars into the same supply of ad inventory. Inevitably, what happens is that the costs, you know, shoot sure. through the roof, uh, which is something that, you know, the, the ad platforms have definitely loved. Mm-hmm. But what that means is that given enough time and at, at the point where now we're sort of saturated and it's very competitive, it's basically not what it's, what, what, uh, it, it used to be. And I think this is on the minds of every brand marketer, every, every, you know, D to C uh, marketer who's trying to kind of figure out their growth strategy. This is something that's on everybody's mind. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like we're in the scenario where the world around us has changed. And if we're not, you know, stopping to be like, okay, things are different now. What mm-hmm. do we need to do to change? What do mm-hmm. we need to do to evolve? Um, and so the idea is a couple of things. Like one, in this environment, and a lot of other folks talk about this, but Customer retention has never been more important. It's always been important. But when you can, you know, reach a phenomenal scale and be profitable on a single transaction, you maybe not prioritize. Yeah. So, so I'm seeing um, like 30% customer retention rates. Um, is that healthy? Um, what, 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 what's your gauge um, to, 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 to get to, to understand like a, a healthy brand from a retention standpoint? And, you know, obviously there's, Frequency, you know, purchase frequency, which yeah. 
you know, differs if you're selling, you know, shaving consumables, basically it's regular. Yeah. But what, what are you seeing from a retention standpoint and what, what should brands really be targeting? So I, I think the answer to that really depends on, uh, on the different brands. Cause I think, um, depends on the types of, uh, like you said, frequency that the customers may buy. I think the point is for brands not to necessarily compare against benchmarks or things like that. It'd be like, mm. what is it for us? What is it mm. for us right now? And how do we improve that is sort of where I think a lot of people should be thinking about mm. and trying to improve metrics, whatever it is for them right now, mm. how do we in- improve that? Mm. And one of the things we talked about at the presentation right now is this idea that, you know, how does one drive customer retention? There's a lot of tactics to do it, but at a high level the companies with the best retention of all time are the ones who have phenomenal brands. So you look at companies like Away Travel, like Outdoor Voices, like Lululemon mm-hmm. uh, from 2007. Um, and so when you look at their retention rates, it's kind of crazy. There's almost like this cult-like following that wants yeah. to buy anything that these that these brands put out. And I think those are the elites, right? Like those are the best in class to, mm-hmm. at, at this sort of thing. And it's not like every brand can just like snap their fingers and, and be that. But it's mm-hmm. the idea was how do we aim for this and try to introduce brand into our go-to-market strategy in a mm-hmm. way that ultimately drives retention as like the strongest lever. And then we talked about, okay, well, if brand is important so that we drive retention because that's important because CAC is high, mm-hmm. how do we how do we do how do we do brand? And I think a big way to think about it that that makes it a little bit more tangible is this idea of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And so Outdoor Voices uh, talks about this narrative that you don't have to be this like hardcore athlete like you see in Nike ads. You can just be a casual recreationalist. As long Mm -hmm. as you go out and you get moving, you do things like that's good enough. And that's Mm -hmm. that you should be proud about that. And I think that message resonates to a group of people like, yeah, like I look at Nike ads all day and like I will never be that athlete. And so this speaks to me. And so this storytelling approach unifies an audience around a brand that yeah. drives retention over time. And then the last thing is that, okay, we, if we assume we have all these strategies in place, now what role does paid advertising play? Which is kind of like where um, you know, us at Shoelace try to think a lot about is that mm-hmm. in the short version of it is how do we use paid advertising at the middle of the funnel and lower funnel? So typically like retargeting advertising mm-hmm. as a way to not just badger people with the same ads over and over again, mm-hmm. but how do we use it as a medium to tell the stories around our narratives that we've put into place to build our brands? Yeah. How do we use this as a, as, as, a, as a medium to create these journey-like experiences with our retargeting? That obviously drive sales, but also storytell and, and introduce people to our brands. So is Shoelace um, cross-platform um, as a retargeting platform? Our focus is on Facebook and Instagram right now. We're okay. testing all the other major platforms, and you, know, you can expect us to be on those uh, in, in, in some time. Okay. Um, but Facebook and Instagram continue to be you know, by far the most important channels. And so until we sort of help our brands really get it right on those channels, mm-hmm. then we'll start to kind of expand to others. But those are definitely the most important awesome. ones awesome how do you tell the how do you build that story that narrative um and um how do you know who to um to, to give to serve what content you know what stage um how, how do you know um you give an example over the talk around a lady um who um is served a um, who, who, who consumes an apparel ad for, mm-hmm. for men's and then she recommends it to to her husband yep um how, 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 with shoelace, how, how would you, you know, essentially, you know, um, create that story and sure. align it to the, the audience story fits? Yeah. More or less. So, I mean, it's very fitting that we're in the Clavio conference to be mm-hmm. like, I think a lot of people are doing this in email, right? Like, imagine if somebody signs up to our newsletter 
and then every email that we send them is just like the same email, right? Like it, it's 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 cool to see Clavio um, really help brands introduce that kind of segmentation and personalization into their into their email experiences. And so, for the most part, I think brands are already doing this on on one channel on email to be like, okay, based on whether somebody is bought or is it you know have they um, added some products to cart or like where are they in the buying journey and how do we then think about what are the messages that resonate to people at that stage? Again, varies from brand to brand, but if they're doing the pieces around actually having a brand mm-hmm. narrative and creating some content around that storytelling. The, the, the how to execute actually kind of becomes pretty natural. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, if, if they're in this stage of the funnel, maybe we want to show them like reviews from our customers or mm-hmm. if they're very early in the funnel and they left the site after 10 seconds, maybe we want to show them a press release from some publication that mm-hmm. wrote cool things about us just to trust, you know, mm-hmm. build trust or build a bit more like higher level mm-hmm. uh, narrative around what we're about. Um, and so I think like what's interesting is if, if, if brands have done the work to set up their approach to storytelling, then the how and what and who kind of become uh, become natural. Question: Where's best place to to um, to find out to learn about storytelling? You know, so what what resources would you suggest? Would you yeah. recommend? Yeah. So my favorite one is a guy named Webb Smith. Uh, he's on Twitter at Webb, which is a very cool handle. Uh, he runs a newsletter called Two PM. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the website is two pml.com. Uh, there's a free version and then there's an executive membership, which I'd recommend. It's very smart. He writes some really cool things. He talks about this concept of linear commerce and how ultimately there's an alignment happening between media companies and commerce companies where media companies are going to start looking a lot like commerce companies and commerce companies should start looking a lot like media companies. And so the idea of storytelling at first is like, what is the narrative? And then the output is, you know, creating content around this story. Uh, and so I'd highly recommend folks check out Webb's thoughts on Absolutely. Your I, I, you know, I agree with that. I know Webb. I follow him on, on Twitter. Um, solid, solid um, newsletter, 2 p.m. Um, and this resonates with um, two other people I, I've spoken with. I spoke with, um, Death, with Death Wish Coffee. Mm-hmm. It's a tongue twist. <laughs> Yesterday, um, Will, who had um, their direct marketing, and I spoke with Eric from um, Choppies. Okay. And um, what they're saying in email, which if you could replicate also, which is brilliant on, on Facebook and Instagram, which you lace, is um, they have a stream of just storytelling um, yep. and being personal, you know, being vulnerable. And they have, they separate that stream from commerce, essentially. And what's happened is because people trust and love their brand more, they're seeing uplifts in their transactional emails. <laughs> and that's just phenomenal. And you, you just see, you know, um, how psychology actually plays through and, you know, having, having, having the ability to replicate that with Facebook and Instagram is just, you know, because, um, you know, with the organic rich, in fact, with organic, you can't really do it on Facebook mm-hmm. because, um, you, you, you can't do one to ones. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think to, to me, the big piece around this stuff is that it takes time and it's not easy, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of brands will look at a chubby's. And they'll just marvel and be like, how on earth am I going to like create a story as compelling as them or similar with Away or similar with without their voices? And I think a lot of people look at those and feel like there's just no way that I can be that. And like, frankly, it might be true that most brands will not be able to get to that level of. Have we missed know, the boat, the D2C? No, I, I, to, I, I th- my view is that it doesn't have to be. Everybody doesn't have to get to the level of Away Travel. It's like. Mm-hmm. 
as long as folks can learn what is working from those models, like how are these people aligning their go-to-market energies in a way that is like working for them? Um, I actually think a lot of brands, is, if even if they take small steps towards that direction, uh, mm-hmm. can really move the needle for their business. It's like not getting discouraged around, well, I'm never going to be in a way travel. doesn't mean you can't have some storytelling that works yeah. for you, um, is I think the lesson that we should be learning from Absolutely. some of the greats. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And, and I think um, that's really what that really that's really makes Kickstarter projects because it's very story oriented. Yep. You know, in in a space of one minute, you're meant to tell your story and embed your brand. You start. You see most successful, you know, on um, projects there start with a story, and then they they put in their why as to you know why they bought that brand. So, yeah. One quick Amazing. note on this, sure. if we still Go have time, it. I think there's a story around like who who are we as a brand and why are we doing this. But I actually think the interesting story is about who is the customer Mm. and how does their life change Mm. if they buy from us, Mm. right? So when somebody buys um, a piece of luggage from away travel, like something happens to their lives, or at least they they perceive that to be true and they join a community. Mm. And so the story, I feel like putting our customer at the center of that story Mm. and helping them sort of reach certain heights Mm. and the things they aspire to in their lives, I think is a good way to not make it so much about us as the brand, mm. but we are storytelling to people who resonate with this message, but it's for them. Uh, uh, so much to unpick from there, really. Um, I really love the part, the community layout, but um, yeah, thank you so much, Riva. Um, I will invite you again, um, if you agree, um, to, to an episode. Um, we'll probably just shoot it over a Zoom call. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd love that. Oh, fantastic. Thank Thanks you so, so much for having me. Appreciate okay. it. Yeah. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2X e-commerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.